So the question is always the same. How do I get into real estate investing if I have no money? How do I find deals? How do I negotiate deals? How do I find contractors and manage rehabs? How do I get the money to even buy these houses, to hold these houses? How does a rental work? How do you manage a rental? How do you manage tenants? How do you borrow money? How do you borrow money with almost no interest? How are all these things done and how are they done the right way? Well, I am John Barbera, and this is an investor's journey where we share with you how to invest in real estate the right way and how to get into it with no money, how to do this with real tactics that are working today in the market that we're in right now with things that we are personally doing. So welcome to the show. We talked about net listings. Break that down real quick. A net, li- a net listing, what's the premise of a net listing? Net listing is basically, uh, it was kind of funny, the little backstory. And like when I went through my real estate courses and stuff like that, like mm-hmm. I, I, when it comes to getting your license, I've always said, like, just get through the courses because you don't start learning how to do real estate until you're actually out doing real estate. And uh, so I just got through the courses because that's what somebody told me. And the one thing I got from it was this net listing thing. It's like, wait, so the seller can say they want 100 and I can list it for more. And I my commission essentially floats. And you can get whatever above a certain amount. So it's essentially what it is. And then um, Stepstone, she's like, huh, I've never had anybody really ask that in all the years I've been doing this. So they talked to some attorneys and it comes back down to the fiduciary responsibility piece of if you're saying, oh, the seller wants 100 and I'm going to list it for 150. And now you you get the seller agrees. I'm going to get the first hundred. I'm going to get the first hundred thousand dollars. All right. And then, then essentially the agent can say, I'm going to get whatever they want above that. But where isn't there a cap though? Well, no, that that's where it said when that was the issue, it's like, well, how okay. do you prove your fiduciary responsibility? That was, uh, our, her, our Angie's point. So she talked to attorneys, like, how do we mitigate these things? Cause they always have to look at this. Like if we get called in front of a judge, how are we going to explain this? And how do we prove that we maintained our fiduciary responsibility? Right. So the agreement, they came up with a separate agreement. And uh, uh, basically how they said the seller is going to get the first X number of dollars and then the agent needs to designate how much of a cap they're going to get. So it puts in there because it's one of the things like you are essentially negotiating the contract on behalf of the seller knowing that your commission's floating in between. So it kind of could be proved by a lawyer. It's like, well, you're negotiating for a higher price and you cause detriment to your client because you wanted a bigger commission. Right. So when you put into those net listing agreements, it's essentially that I'm listing your house for you and you get the first hundred thousand yeah. dollars and I'm going to list it for one, one twenty. And because then the seller, you put in that agreement, you have the right to negotiate into there because it's your commission that's floating, but it comes to a certain cap. You have to say, but I'm not going to make more than $10,000 on this ordeal. And really the, the, the reason why we even entertain net listings when, when, I mean, that was pretty much the only thing you took out of the whole real estate course, a podcast. Thank you for listening. I hope you're enjoying the show. And if you want to get very exclusive insider tips and strategies that nobody else is getting, then you need to join our text community by texting podcast to 210-794-9898. That's 210-794-9898. Text the word podcast and you will start receiving insider information Things that are happening that we're realizing that we're implementing in real time that other people have no access to. So make sure you text us now. Now back to this show. Uh, the whole real estate training of getting your license. 
But the biggest thing that we took from that was when you were coming across these lower end homes, right? These lower, not, yeah, lower price homes. Most agents don't want to list a $60,000, $70,000 home, right? Because the commission is Well, yeah, because when you look at a $60,000 so and you get 3% of that's right. 1800 and your brokerage has a flat fee of X number of dollars or takes a third of it. It's like all that work for a thousand bucks or $600, like yeah. it's not worth it. I mean, now you're just basically representing tenants. So it, so it, it kind of gives you a, a way of being able to also list it and still make a little bit more than the traditional listing fee. So at least it makes it more worth your time, even though there are people out there that they, they have systems in place and everything. But that was the whole premise well, of and that's why we said, even considered and it. And people even say too, like, well, in your listing agreement, you say, I'm going to list this for you, but I it's not 3%. I'm going to list it for $5,000 minimum. So you can put that in there. So that kind of, like, I'd much rather somebody try to do that to say, I'm going to list it for five grand than a net listing agreement because it just opens the door for an attorney to go in there and just be like, no, you negotiated on your behalf, not on your clients to buffer your piece. Well, and we've actually used a net listing before too. I've used it one time. Right. And the scenario was because of the person was in foreclosure and the spread of what we thought we could get to... Uh, what they owe and what they were trying to get out of the deal, it, there just wasn't enough there. So basically, and it wasn't 3%, it was less. So instead of designating like, hey, I'm not going to do this unless it's 3%, I cut my commission to be that floating piece to make sure this thing closes. So the seller gets their their lien paid off, they get $5,000, the buyer's agent gets their piece, and I'm the one that has the floating commission in there. Yep. And I put in there saying, I'm not going to make more than the 3% on this ordeal. So let me list this for you. And my commission is the piece that just floats in between. So you don't have to go in there and do a bunch of paperwork to try to say like, well, there's not enough money in here to cover all the commissions that are contractually obligated. Yeah. Or it's like, well, contractually obligated, my commission just So, so you did it even the opposite. You didn't do it to get more money. You did it to help them out. So it didn't matter how much money you got. Yeah. And that's what I said. I capped it. And it's like, I'm not going to make more than $10,000. And I knew there wasn't that kind of equity even in right. the property. It would happen if there was, again, sitting in front of a judge, it's, it's saying like, hey, he was in foreclosure. Uh, this was the amount because that amount changes constantly every single day. Yeah. So we're like, I need to make sure I covered the agent's fee and I need to make sure the lien was paid off. So I knew what that numbers were going to kind of come in at. And I cut my commission to be whatever was left, mm -hmm. which was going to be on my intentions when I ran this. It was going to be less than 3%. And then I even capped myself at 3% or whatever, Which a certain standard. dollar value. Yeah. So it's like, that's another piece of mirror. It's like kind of the low end or certain scenarios where there's a financial piece that, because even in that scenario, it's like, I can't put, I'm going to make $2,000 on this because it could float. And it's, I'm cutting myself potentially short if there's a little extra left right. in there. So it might be like 3.1% or 3.2. It's not going to be these huge windfalls because I've had agents call me uh, or not agents investors call me and say, Hey, I want to do this net listing thing to where you can list a property for me. And I try to get like $50,000 out of that. Like, <laughs> no, like, that's not how, that's Wait, not how this they works. Want you to list it they want they me to list it. And like, can you net list this thing? And then we, we partner up so I can get this split. And you're like, no, like that is just asking for trouble. And, uh, well, we, we even have on here, uh, the broker owner of, uh, Stepstone Realty, Angie Francis, she comments, these gurus don't pay any attention to the agency rules. They don't care. They, they don't, don't need care. to. 